Hello, hello. I'm Alex Mack, part of the Call to Action crew, and I'm here with a Shmobe champion, but also one of the, you know, my opinion, one of the best, you know, people on the Finstock Exchange to help me really go into this Finstock Exchange themed debate today. Thanks so much for coming on, Ben. Alex, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, and I'm wearing my dollface shirt, rest in peace, commemorating our old friend. Uh, I've got yeah. my, my my fancy belt here. I'm very excited about today's show. And, you know, I, I've had a little attitude in my recent appearances on this channel. But you know what? It's all respect today. I'm not competing. I don't need to get in anyone's head. I'm just here <laughs> to, to call a fair game. As long as you're not competing against anyone, I can definitely see where you're coming from, for sure. All right. If you guys aren't familiar with Schmobates, thanks so much for checking us out. Schmobates is a debate show themed on, you know, asking Schmodown's biggest, weirdest, and most necessary uh, questions that need answers pronto. And so we are going to be going into it here pretty soon. So we actually have two competitors that are going to be debating three big questions, actually. So let's go ahead and jump on into it. We have our first competitor. He's never debated before. Four. However, he's definitely a fan favorite when it comes to uh, SEN and uh, definitely uh, you might recognize him for some music videos. You know, maybe. I don't know if you uh, recognize him, but it is Justin the Juice. What's going on? Hey. Excited to be here. Man, those uh, sunglasses are pretty fantastic, I have to say. Thank you. Ready to rock and roll? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Justin, any... welcome to the show. It's nice to nice Thank to you. see you here. I uh, appreciate your support on the various action Patreons, and I'm excited to see you compete here, man. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Do my best. Have you ever competed on the generals debate, Justin? No, I uh, I don't make enough money to be a general. So we'll see. No, maybe in the future. Maybe. We'll see how I do here today. <laughs> One day for sure. It's uh, it's a fun time. Absolutely. No pressure, obviously, debating. Mm -hmm. with All right. And our next competitor is oh, one of my favorite Star Wars competitors of all time, also part of the Finstock Exchange, and Mr. Andrew Demolanta. Oh my gosh, <laughs> one of my favorite Schmodown podcasts ever. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't often hear that in, <laughs> in recent memory. I don't think. I mean, my perspective is your reality, but uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I, last time I was on the show, I was a judge, so yeah. it's it's exciting to be on this side of the table for once, and you know, um, but yeah, excited mm -hmm. to be here. Well, I know you're no stranger to challenges and all that good stuff, but we're actually uh, going to have you officially like debate with a hardcore purpose for sure. <laughs> it's going to be intense. Should be should be fun. Mm -hmm. uh, ben, do you have any advice, sh sh debating advice going into this for Andrew, your faction mate? Um, you know, I would just say for both of you guys, first of all, Andrew, there's zero chance I'll be biased, you know, at all. Um, you know, I'm a fan <laughs> of you and what you do, but I am fair. Um, and then the second thing is, uh, Andrew, I'll be listening intently to all of your arguments and Justin, <laughs> I will be ignoring all of yours. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. You know, my, I think, I think my advice, I think my advice to, to you guys both, uh, is just make sure you listen, make sure you listen to everything that the other person's saying, because your arguments are important, but your rebuttals are just as important. Yeah, absolutely. Potentially even more important depending on what side you're going for, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you guys, thanks so much for coming in. Just want to say hi to some people in the chat. Mr. Alan Smithy, General. Yes. What up, Alan? Salute director. The director. Uh, Jay Kiyakaveta, he is amazing. Also part of C2A, RIP Dollface. I do miss, I do miss her quite a bit. She was wonderful. All right. And do want to let y'all know is that, you know, even though it is, you know, 
you know, me and Ben up here, I'm not the one that's going to be determining the winner today. It's going to be Ben and our ghost judge, as well as you guys. Um, we are actually going to be having a ghost judge, a mystery judge that's going to be revealed at the end of the episode. Uh, they're going to be determining the winner with Ben here, and they're going to be kind of going over who's going to be debating better. But at the end of the day, if they don't even decide, they're going to be actually having a tiebreaker through your votes on um, through the website, essentially. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive into the format here in a hot second. Just want to bring this up. Thank you again to Jake. Three questions will be debated with the winner being determined by the guessing co-host. Ghost judge, if there is a tie, the audience vote it serves as the tie breaker. The round format, 60 seconds for opening statements at one apiece and a four minute of open debate and 60 seconds in the closing statement. The final round um, order is determined by the host flipping the coin, the action coin. Usually it's action coin, but for, forgive me with my regular quarter. Um, but you must, the winner must win at least two of the three rounds to be the winner but each competitor does have one 30 second of uninterrupted time extension to use at any time during these debates knowing that andrew justin do you guys have any questions no questions no questions all right we're going to dive into it um for the first question ben can you please do the honors yeah, so the very first question for tonight is going to be, which Finstock Exchange singles competitor is most likely to get to the final round of the singles tournament? Mm -hmm. A lot of options, a lot of potential options. We're going to be starting with Justin. You have one minute on the clock to let us know your pick starting now. Finstock Exchange is the best. Every one of their competitors could easily make the final four because there's no loser behavior in, the, in Gucci's faction. However, there is one competitor that brings and elevates the entire Finstock Exchange. Most of the Finstock Exchange members have admitted to taking breaks from studying when quarantine happened, not really focusing that much on the game, not this competitor. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why my pick for who will be in the finals representing the Finstock Exchange is the Barbarian. Even Roka believes that the Barbarian is the best and that he'll become a four-belted champion. And he is completely amazed about how much that the Barbarian knows. Barbarian is constantly in the game, studying, quizzing his teammates, watching matches. Nobody wants it more than the Barbarian. Even guys like Roka, after losing to Irwin, he wasn't sure if he was going to enter the tournament. He was like, I don't know, I'm like 90% sure I'll enter the tournament. Barbarian, there is no question. He also has Elvis, which gives him the answers to all the questions. I yield the rest of my time. Time. Oh, all right. Ooh, yield uh, the time there with two seconds remaining. Ballsy strategy there by yeah, Justin the Juice. Yeah, bringing up Elvis. Risky factor for sure. Okay, well, over to Andrew. You, too, have one minute on the clock to let us know you for your pick for exchange singles competitor most likely get to the final round starting now. So this is hard for me to pick because it's like picking your favorite child. It's like, who do you, how do you pick out of the people that we have in the, in the exchange? Like, like, like Justin said, we have heavy hitters. It doesn't matter who you, you pick. It's just, but I had to pick somebody. And this is somebody I've been a fan of for all forever that I've watched him on. And it's John Roca. How do you bet against the outlaw? Yeah, he lost to Irwin, but have we, we've seen uh, Roca come back from a loss and hit it heavy. Every time Roca has stumbled, even even a little bit, he's come back even stronger. And just looking at the, the brackets, there's more heavy hitters than where uh, a, a Barbarian is. There's maybe Tom and, and Paul in, in uh, Roka's bracket, but 
um, Barbarian has a harder run to the final. Roka arguably maybe has a little bit easier, but the one I'm banking on is experience and and the fact that he comes back harder every time and he, he's coming off the loss from Irwin and he is just itching for that win and I think he'll make it to the final. Okay, these are great picks, both of them. You throw down the gauntlet. You throw down. He throws down the gauntlet with John Roca. I mean, you know, for all the for all the hype behind Barbarian, for as big of a fan as I am, you invoke the outlaw. It's it's hard to not immediately just perk up, you know. So uh, big strong arguments from both of these guys here. Well, I know. I feel like they're gonna have to do some quite a bit of impressing because obviously both are pretty darn fantastic. However, you know, uh, one obviously has a belt. I mean, has had, well, does have the team's belt. One of them's a rookie, but, you know, fantastic rookie at that. Definitely in contention for rookie of the year, obviously. So a lot of things to argue. Uh, you guys ha do have four minutes of open debate to really kind of dive into and stick each other's chin, uh, teeth into each other's arguments. Starting right now. Roke is working on like 50 shows. He barely has time to study. He finally got a little time to study for Irwin. But probably the only reason he did that well is because the Barbarian was helping him train. That's not going to be a thing anymore. Barbarian has been eating, sleeping, petting Elvis, dreaming, just thinking about the Schmodown. I mean, I, I, I mean I'm in the chat. I know exactly what, what a Barbarian is doing. And Barbarians helped me as well. But again, I, this is his rookie year. We've never seen a tournament like this to this caliber in the Schmodown. I mean, look how many heavy hitters are in this tournament. And arguably, yes, again, Barbarian isn't on a harder side of the bracket, so he's got to go up against Bibiani. He's got to go up against uh, 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 Whitney. He's, um, it's just, there's so many heavy hitters on that side. Ellis is com coming in, uh, Chance Ellis is coming in hot for, off of that IG tournament. So you know he's hitting it hard as well. So the, when you think about tournaments, when you think about um study tactics and Roka has said himself he's elevated his game i didn't know Roka can have another level i thought he had reached his pinnacle he's I, and i've doubted Roka in that aspect before but the fact that he's able to just play this long experience speaks volumes in the schmodown and i don't think really aside from we've only seen barbarian in a singles match one time so we really we, we don't know exactly like how he'll, he'll perform match after match after match playing in a tournament is very taxing. It's very, I've, I just got finished playing one playing week after week after week is taxing. Does barbarian have that in him? I, I believe he does, but I, I know Roka has it in him. I know Roka has it in him to go week after week after week after week and playing these high profile matches. I wouldn't be sure because Roca, I mean, I wouldn't call missing a pretty easy director's question in mm. sudden death because his manager didn't give him a good enough pep talk being Roca getting to the next level. I would say that while Barbarian hasn't, um, he hasn't competed a lot before, but he has so much trivia experience and being in the bar trivia. We heard about those bar trivias that he would compete in and that he was doing well better than even Ben and Irwin were doing. Um, he has, Roca has said Barbarian has impeccable recall. Barbarian's not going to flub. I know that we haven't seen a lot of him. He's done incredible so far, but he also has played more matches virtually than Roka has. We've seen Roka struggled with the virtual matches. He needs Gucci to give him like that, like head to head, face to face pep talk to, for him to stay in the game. Any little thing he could flub. And regarding Bibiani and Whitney and them, Barbarian has that same head level knowledge that we praise Bibiani for. But he also has a gameplay and he has people like Ben Bateman to help him study the game. And 
not really anyone on the quirky mercs can really prepare Bibiani for that. Hmm. I can keep going. <laughs> Unless are you guys going to yield their time, um, then go ahead. Yeah. Will you yield your time? I mean, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yield it. I'll, I'll yield it. That's what I want to say. Wow. All right. Concise, Ooh, concise so arguments, Alex. These are these are razor sharp, laser ends. pointer arguments. Okay, there's gonna be a lot to dive into that one. Okay, Ben, what were some of your big takeaways um, from both these competitors? You know, it's interesting. I think we're we're going off a lot of theoretical knowledge here with the Barbarian, and as, as great of a point as you can make, it's pretty hard to argue with experience. I think you know John Roca has obviously done very well. I think that the I, I think the other big takeaway though is is that you know um, John did lose in that match against Irwin, you know, uh, stumbling, you know, not having the, not having that face-to-face -face pep talk from Gucci. It's a little bit telling. Uh, and we also know that John has another match in the founding father's title match. That's coming up very soon as well. So it's true that he is very distracted. He has a lot going on in his life. He's, he's running an entire network. He's doing a ton of shows. Um, I, that, that resonated with me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot to think about, but also with Craig also, you know, he, as far as I've been told, you know, he's definitely, he's doing a lot of, I don't want to say managing, but he's definitely uh, taking on a kind of a uh, trainer leadership role within the faction to help, you know, really uh, help train and really work with a lot of competitors on a very regular basis. So, you know, obviously they both have a lot of really great benefits to not only being in the pa in the faction, but as competitors, they're both fantastic. Okay, so with that being said, okay, Ben, what is what is something you really need to hear for them to be like, okay, game over. I vote in favor of this person. I need to understand why it's it, beyond just the knowledge. Craig is going to be able to win that many matches. It's a very hard thing to do right now in, in this tournament to go from what 32 to 16 to 8 to 4 to 2. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to, to get to that finals, you have to win four matches in a row. The record, I think, is seven. A couple people have done six, and only a few people have ever done five. So to do it, one of these guys, like he's gonna have to he's gonna have to elevate to another level. I need to understand what it is about Craig that you really believe he's capable of doing exactly that, not just winning. A couple matches is one thing. Winning four matches in a row is something else entirely. And because he already beat Klee, that would make it five, which is that's what I had to do to win the titles, five matches. So uh, that's the big question I've got for you. And then for Roka, I need to understand exactly the, exactly the thing I don't understand yet, which is he is so busy. He's doing so much. He's preparing for multiple belts. How does he get around the fact that when he gets a little unfocused, he tends to lose his footing? Absolutely, for sure. It's It's a lot of pressure, and it can, you know, at the end of the day, as much as I have a hard time believing it, sometimes competitors like yourselves uh, are human and things happen. It's very hard to kind of not only keep focused, but like really not only be able to have the knowledge, but keep focused during the actual game itself and everything leading up to it. All right. Okay. So we are going to be going over to the closing statements. Um, and uh, just want to let you guys know, we are going to be, Jake is going to be putting the link up here in a hot second once we wrap up the closing statement. So you can go ahead and vote then, but wait until you know the closing statements are head okay so you guys have one minute on the clock again we are going to be starting with justin here with your closing statements you have one minute right now yeah so the barbarian does have some tournament experience he just went for the inner geekdom through the inner geekdom tournament yeah he he won two rounds 
And but that was a tournament he wasn't really even studying for. He just kind of was last second. Oh, exchange needs another member. I'll do it. And he went. He won two matches. Barbarian's been training for singles and teams and that like the normal movie trivia for his entire life. He will be ready. He has just as much knowledge as Bibiani. He has just as much knowledge. He has way more knowledge than Chance. Um, and he has way more. He's got the training, gameplay experience that he has being in the Finstock Exchange for as long as he have. Roka will just, you know, he, he's very hit or miss. I love the guy. But you never know what you're going to get with Roka. Barbarian has, true, has proven to be cool, calm, and collective in every match he's played. He hasn't stumbled. He hasn't uh, made any errors. He has been great. There's no reason that I see that he has just as good a chance as any single other person. I yield the rest of my time. Yielding the remaining seven seconds. Bold move right there. Okay, and oh, over to... I'm sorry? I, I said it's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. It's intense. It's a very bold strategy for sure. Um, coming in strong for sure. We're going to be moving on to Andrew. You also have one minute on the clock to really go in and uh, really get Roka up there as well. Uh, you have one minute on the clock starting now. Yeah, the fact that he's busy, we're all busy. I mean, Ben, you're, you're probably busy. I'm busy, you know, with all the stuff I'm working. I don't think that's a distraction for Roka. I mean, he he says he sets um, time every single day to study, and that's his strategy. So it will come to play. And again, I'm banking on experience. Two-time singles champion, two-time team spell champion, current team's champion. So the, the fact that you he might stumble here and there, they're who doesn't stumble i mean but the fact that I, I know barbarian is that kind of player that when he he wants to be perfect and when he does stumble a bit it kind of gets in his head a little bit he wants to prove something we saw that in the ig tournament he wants to prove a, a certain thing and he ends up it might end up biting him in the in the in the rear end in that aspect so i want to go with the, the player that has the experience to put pressure on himself and pressure by not only himself but the fashion and all the fans and I, i've you've seen that he is a pressure player he's a pressure competitor when the pressure's on he doesn't buckle so that's why i go with hi so it sounds like he both competitors are like you said he roca is very comfortable with the pressure but he's also able to balance his schedule accordingly for studying effectively that's what i heard okay now um we are in the meantime we're gonna be having our ghost judge and ben they're gonna be you know chatting you know one-on-one -on -one in a private chat to really let us know who they think is the winner of this first question so you guys you guys can uh, feel free to kind of go back and forth in there but in the meantime we are gonna be waiting a few minutes and also okay and okay so you guys can vote right down here you can also you can do it in the hyperlink below in the description box as well um oh real quick okay okay i see you okay and sorry just reading this like chat is like getting really intense <laughs> okay so i'm just gonna go ahead and move over to the chat real quickly in here um I always appreciate a good dodgeball reference. I, who made a good dodgeball reference in here? I, that was my reference, the bold, bold strategy, Cotton. That's, that's from that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Is that. What's your favorite sports movie, Ben? Do you have one? Oh, it's, yeah, it's Warrior. Warrior? My, favorite film, my favorite film of all time. Remember the Titans, anybody? Remember, is a good one. Yeah, the Miracle. Love Rudy. Mm -hmm. I, I swear, if, that, if uh, James didn't get that question... I remember the Titans uh, question from in the match today. I would have been like, again. 
It's a controversial question though, because I think he's actually I think he's actually referred to as a linebacker in the question. And I think technically in the film, he's a cornerback or a safety. I think he might play linebacker at one point in the movie, maybe, but I think he, that could have been challenged. That's a challengeable question. Mm, very challengeable. Okay. Okay. Uh Justin, what do you think about competing in your first movie? That was fun. <laughs> uh yeah didn't know what to expect didn't know if like my brain was gonna go totally blank and wasn't gonna uh say a coherent sentence but it was fun uh yeah it's uh yeah it's very i like i'm one of those people personally that anxiety gets to me that's why like i remember like when i did my generals debate um with uh, like the best trilogy of all time i was like looking at my notes the entire time because i'm not a good debater that's why i host i don't debate all that much and i'm like reading my stack of notes <laughs> at all times <laughs> um pretty much i'm sorry so you did pretty phenomenal. phenomenal on that though i mean you were like very well prepared I, I felt like you came with strong arguments that day because of those notes essentially yes. but if i didn't have those notes i would have been like um uh, uh everyone looks cool and who doesn't like Paris? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> Attractive people. <laughs> that would have been me the like the entire time. It does kill me though, looking back, that when he made a um, I can't remember who made a the joke about being a I made I selected like a hipster pick. It kills yeah. me. I wish I had said he was talking about the Sergio Leone. Um, oh uh, yeah. Western, and yeah. I, I just want to say you picked a Western spaghetti Western trilogy that people haven't seen unless you're a movie person that yeah. no one knows. It's true. <laughs> Call Sign Freedom went with a that is that is truly almost like the more hipster pick at this point is, is Call Sign Freedom's pick of the. Yeah. I am like so regretful of that as a result. Okay, um, we do have. 30 seconds remaining. So I'm going to need a solid answer from both um, Ben as well as Tom in there in the private chat. But we are also going to be going over to the, um, I am going to be able to pull up the votes as well. Yeah, we've got, uh, we've, we both, we, we have both wagered, uh, guest judge and I have both wagered our, our picks here and we share the same opinion. Oh, you do? Okay. I must have like missed in here. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Where was that? I'm sorry. I'm reading through the chat and I don't see it. I'm sorry. Um, let me just oh, wait. Okay. We're, we're, there's that four one? of us in here, right? It's yeah. uh, it's the last yeah, one. So, wait. It, yeah. 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 Exactly. There you go. <laughs> That's the okay. Picture. All right, so so do we? I guess we have a difference of opinion for this one, um, for the for this first question. I hear. Wait, really? What's going on here? Do we not? No, no. We 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 agreed with. Uh... Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I apologize to everyone in the chats and everyone. I apologize ahead of time. Yeah, there's. It's kind Got of my hopes up between the different names. Okay, so our winner for the first question by a hair, and that is a direct quote from our ghost from our ghost competitor is Andrew Delamonte, winning two out of the three votes. 
Demolanta mm-hmm. gets the win here with Pick and Roca. It's by a hair. Uh, ultimately, you know, the guest judge and I talked about it and felt that it, as much as we believe in Barbarian, and we do, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it is just by a hair for experience. Roca's always been busy, you know, mm-hmm. and he still managed to be a four-time champ. So, you know, I to, I, to believe that Barbarian's going to do something no one's ever done before, I believe it. But if I'm a betting man, I've got to bet on Roca. It's hard to not bet on the guy. So really, I, yeah. arguments were pretty even, but yeah, we take Demolanta there with the uh, with the first one. For the Absolutely. record, I love John. Outlaw, don't come at me. <laughs> you know how much I love you, buddy. I think we can all agree we all love uh, love both uh, Craig and Roca over here for yes. sure. Yes, 100%. We, yeah, but uh, Demolanta for the win of the first question. So, my dude, Justin, you're definitely going to have to work extra hard going into this next question for sure. No more yielding time. Definitely no more yielding. Uh, yes, absolutely. All right, Ben, would you please do the honor in reading our second question? Yes. All right. Our second question for you two from this season. What is the best match that Bobby Gucci, a.k.a. Finstock, a.k.a. Tom and Dagnino, has managed? This includes promos, challenges, etc. Mm-hmm. And also considering, uh, Andrew, also you are a competitor, obviously you can include personal experiences. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm. You do have one minute on the clock. Andrew will be starting with you for your opening statements. Are you ready? Yes. Starting now. So I, it's hard to go back an entire season and look at like all the plethora of, of matches, but I went with something very recent and something that um, I, I found be a really strategic strategic win for um, from for Gucci managing. And it's the IG match between Halavik and Barbarian. So um, th- I think the, the match here was won in the second round. And you just call it luck, call it karma, whatever. But like the the fact that Barbarian lands on MCU and Gucci says we can take it off the wheel for him because we know that is a strength of Adam Halavik. And Barbarian's like, I I, I feel good about it, but I want to go somewhere else. But he's like, let's take it off the wheel. So we spins it, spins it away. Does pretty good with with, with MCU. Halavik lands on MCU on his second spin. So that could have been big. Then it goes opponent's choice. Knowing the opponent with Halavik, not 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 that that um, hard to know that he's not good in Middle Earth. Put in Middle Earth, and that's this is where the round is won. The fact that, that Gucci was able to tell tell Barbarian go with the MCU, we'll take it off the wheel, and look what happened. It would have it would have been great. Look what happened, and it's sixty started. seconds by really fast. Jesus, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's so many more points I wanted to hit, but whatever. It seems, like, it seems like it would be a long time, but it's like, oh, yeah. shoot, <laughs> that's a lot. Like, okay, so yeah. we are going to be moving over to Justin. You so, uh, also have one minute on the clock for your opening statement. Are you ready, my dude? I'm ready. Yes, juice is loose. Starting <laughs> now. We all know Gucci's the greatest manager of all time, and that's just facts. But here's more facts. We all know that Tom Dagnino, Bobby Finsock, Bobby Gucci – Gucci-verse, Count Gucci-verse, the goat of all managers. He hates these digital matches. It's not where he strives. It's not where he's the best. He has to manage the same way, same does the same thing every single match. There is one match, however, that he did much more. He, there's only so much of that cool, calm, collected aura that he's able to transmit through the screen. But this one match, this match, this one of the where he was able to make a major difference. It also involves a shuttle that haunts my opponent's dream. Sorry, but the greatest match that Gucci's managed this year is Molly Damon versus Andrew DeMolanta. And that's just facts. We all saw, we saw Andrew's face when he said shuttle Tiderium, shuttle Tiderium. You don't even know what I just said there. It was a crazy challenge. It was a crazy thing. Andrew was completely defeated and Gucci made that challenge and uh, I'll yield the rest of my time. 
<laughs> risky move again. All right. I respect that though. Okay. So definitely not going to let personal biases get involved, obviously, but these are very great matches, both of them. And obviously not only for, you know, uh, the competitors for Gucci did pretty great and too shabby for sure. Are, are, do you have a favorite match that uh, he's managed Ben of yours? Uh, you know, I, I think he, not that I think I necessarily was improved so much greatly by Gucci, but I do think that Atlanta with Dan, I, I feel that him being there, I couldn't have imagined having a better manager than Bobby Gucci in that situation where he handled all the mm -hmm. deflection leading up to the match, all the promos, all the arguing about who's going to manage who, uh, people have said that he bumbled it, but from everything to ratings to all of it, I, I love that whole experience of seeing him do it. Um, and for me, really reminded me why he's the ultimate entertainer, but also the ultimate manager. Uh, ballsy pick by these two, I have to say, Alex, that nobody picked a Riley match, a Bateman match, a Merle match, or a Roka match. Uh, yeah, all was, matches. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot to choose from, and they decided to go with these kind of like like uh, lesser known ones, uh, and also from the season as well. So pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we are going to be going into the open debate for four minutes. Let's hear it, guys. Starting now. Yeah, so the reason I picked this one is because Gucci said it himself, the way that you're judged by a manager is by managing your later picks. So it's easy to pick like, oh, the, the high profile matches and the ones that get all attention. It's the ones that, you know, the lower level, lower level uh, competitors that nobody really knows anything about is really when your managing style comes into effect. And I think the fact that he, that, you know, he's able to convince Barbarian and say, let's take a strength off the wheel for him. And it, the fact that he lands on it, that could have been that could have been major major difference in that match. Had he not taken MCU off the wheel, it would have been a lot closer. It would have it would have been almost a TKO for Barbarian. So, and the fact that you know, like uh, that that challenge that he did for my match with the Tidarium situation, I will, I will defend to my life. I said Tidarium. Um, I that uh, yeah, exactly. So, but the challenge was I, I almost like I I wanted to say let's not challenge that because it's ridiculous. The ruling's the ruling. So. And it came back, it was overruled anyway. So th that, that challenge didn't matter anything in the match. So the, the fact that he's able to help Barbarian in, in the second round, which won that match for him, speaks volumes for how he is able to see the game and, and influence his players to make the correct calls. I'll, I'll explain the challenge in a second, but that was also a huge risk mm -hmm. to have Barbarian mm -hmm. do the MCU. It ended up working out in hindsight, mm -hmm. but you don't know what could have happened. He could have got a lot of questions that he didn't know and... Halavik, I could have, it could have went against him. Um, it was a risk. Um, but as far as where I was going with the challenge that Gucci made for the Tidarium, so you make that you say the wrong answer. Um, your face is completely sorry. I'm gonna not say you. I'm gonna say Dimalanta. Dimalanta makes it does says the answer. His face is completely defeated, and Gucci sees that. He knows he has to give Dimalanta time to refocus, to readjust. You, you you wouldn't have been able to. You wouldn't have been able to just go right into the next question without having time. Gucci knew that that he wasn't gonna win that challenge, but what he did was allowed Dimalanta to have time to refocus, readjust, get ready, get his head back in the game, and keep going. So, so is, yeah, so, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you can go. So, yeah, so uh, it's like, I, I don't mean to do this, but like you weren't there. You're not in my headspace. This is a, this is a problem with picking <laughs> a match that I'm in. I didn't need that time. I immediately snapped back into it. I knew all those questions right off. You don't, it doesn't, doesn't matter because you saw this with a match with Laura Kelly when I missed 725 to one, not writing it, shake my head, shake it off and get back into it. Don't miss a single question remainder of that, uh, of that, um, 
of that round. So that time, really, that I really could have used it. Who knows? I wouldn't needed that that challenge further down the roads because I almost stepped in and said, "Let's not waste this. We don't need this. Just get get back into it and go." So the fact that he he gave me more time to to get back in my headspace. I immediately got back in the headspace because I knew all the rest of my questions. You so, never know. You could say that after the mm -hmm. fact, but you know, you never know what could happen. We've seen, Ro we've seen that happen to Roca. Um, you know, if mm -hmm. he had more time, you know, it's, it's happened many times where the player just needs a little more time. There's been a big argument for having a 30 second timeout rule. That would have been key for you. I, or I know, like you say, you might not have needed it, but maybe you didn't. Gucci saw your face. Gucci knows his competitors, and that's the best way that he manages. He saw your. We we all saw it when your when it, your face did what it did. We all were like, "It's over." You might not be able to recover. Obviously, you knew what you were doing, but Gucci saw that too, and he stepped in your match. It was a big risk. Or your the Intergeefta match with Lavic. It was a big risk giving Lavic or having Barbarian take MCU from Lavic, and um. It did pay off, but it was a big risk. I think Gucci did a lot more for you than he did for the Again, get, Go big or go home. You got big risk, he's big reward. All right, so this was a heated one, Alex. Look at this. We have a we have a, a competitor taking their personal experience to throat punch their uh, their their opponent here. I mean, that was a it's, it's a good move. You know, it's a, it's a good move. That was a snapback that I did not expect. Um, for sure. Okay, so we are going to be going into our closing statements here in a hot second for sure. And I got to say, I'm kind of scared and terrified and excited. Let's do it. All right. Um, real quickly to the chat. I'm kind of curious of what you guys were thinking so far. But Ben and our ghost judge, we want to I do want to start with uh, Ben again, starting off with you. Who uh, what do you need to hear from either one of our competitors to really kind of get their uh, get your vote in their favor today? You know, strong arguments. I, I I do think that Dimolanta using your own personal experience of how you felt to combat the points, a little bit of an unfair advantage that you could just be making up for the sake of winning the match if you wanted to right now. So I can't I can't really let you lay back on that. I kind of need you to you can use it if you want, but it doesn't play as hard with me. It's a nice snappy moment to throw in Justin the Juice's face, but we're judging it by what the audience saw. Um, and you know, what's in your head is, is kind of what's in your head. So I, I do, I do want you to kind of stay mm -hmm. away from that when you, when you go to your closing statement here, um, and talk about maybe, uh, I would love to know if the Tiderian Tiderium argument was so good, then why wasn't Gucci able to win it? That's what I want to know from you. Um, mm -hmm. and then, uh, uh, Justin on your side, when you're talking about the MCU strategy, uh, me, convince me why it's ever smart to try to take something off the wheel. In regulation, I never believe it. In IG, I've heard the argument before. Um, I kind of I need to know, I need to understand why it is, because uh, keeping something and taking it off the wheel still means that you. Uh, well, yeah, I, that, I, that, I'll, I'll, I'll see that. That's what I'd like to know. Why is that a good strategy? Absolutely. Uh, when it comes to challenges and you know picking slices, obviously it's a it's a risk either way, and you just have that kind of connection with your competitor as a manager. I feel like that's probably one of the most uh, important skills you can have is having that connection with your competitor and be able to read and recognize. A Effectively, what do not only do they need in that moment, but also you have to be able to really elaborate um, and word uh, specifically what challenges need to be issued. Because if you're not issuing those challenges correctly, it goes out the window. Um, you know, you can't be like, well, you know what I mean? No, like that's not going to fly. Not in the Schmodown anymore. Okay. We are going to be going into our closing 
statements. Um, we are going to be starting again with Andrew uh, for your closing statement. Are you ready, my dude? Yep. All right. You have 60 seconds on the clock starting now. Yeah. So like, like I said, you, you said to yourself that uh, Finsa, uh, Tom knows his, his players. He knows when he needs to suggest things. He knows when he needs to calm them down. In this case, it's Barbarian was like, well, maybe I should go. I'm competent enough in MCU. I could go somewhere else. But the fact that it, it the and yeah, it, again, call it luck, call it karma, call it whatever. Luck is a huge part of the game sometimes. And the fact that they got lucky enough that it, it his second spin would have been MCU. It would have been a completely different match had that happened. And the fact that they were able to take it off the wheel speaks volumes about, about the, the management style. And he did, he did again, Barbarian didn't do fantastic. He had to go check down multiple choice a couple times. But the fact that they were able to get a spinner's uh, opponent's choice off of this strategy works. And again, go big or go home. It could have came back and bit him in the ass on that, but it didn't because they got lucky enough that it panned out the way it did. Yield my time. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Yield my time. <laughs> <laughs> Attitude <laughs> move. Today. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's pretty solid overall. Absolutely. And it comes down to, and I like how you did a lot of, uh, you're really hitting the nail on the head for Justin's comebacks as well. All right. And over to you, Justin, are you ready for your closing statement? Once again, the juice is loose. The juice is loose. Starting now. So, yeah, the Barbarian... It, 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 with Barbarian Alive, it was a good match, but it didn't really showcase Gucci in that special way. And I think one of the reasons why it's not always a great strategy, again, like I said before, it's a big risk. I think that the chance that you have for the opponent to make a lot of steals is should be avoided at like all costs. Um, I think it would have been smarter. It could have been smarter to go for a, another thing, but that's not also really the point that I, that I think with, when we're looking at the question, what is the best one that Gucci managed? Gucci just had like a second there of, you know, just kind of saying Gucci does what Gucci does kind of saying what he says, but, um, with the Dimolanta match, he was able to make an actual deep impact of giving them on to more time he knows his competitors more than anyone else he saw what he saw and he knew what he had to do um risking the challenge doing whatever he knew he had to get your head didn't head back in the game Beacha. <laughs> okay so now we just wrapped up our second question and at this time uh, you know we're going to be going to our private chats between our our between our ghost judge as well as ben they're going to be letting me know who should win uh this round as well but uh we they're gonna let us know but we're not gonna reveal that winner until the very end you know we just kind of want to give the extra little push as well okay so we are going to be moving on to the third and final question and uh here pretty soon all right and also everyone go uh vote in round two so that'd be pretty cool that'd be pretty pretty darn awesome um do want to sign off real quick saying also blame jake for everything all the time all <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah, there's a lot of people in the chat that's really kind of going either way. You know, the juice is on fire. Oh, Nat's in the chat. Hey, Dimas um, yeah. absolutely killed it in Star Wars Tourney. He bought, brought the intensity we wanted him to. See, we wanted to see win or lose. Any competitor will be afraid to play him in the future. Facts, very facts, factoid. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and bring it up for our final question. 
Final um, question, guys. Final question. I'm excited, Alex. I'm really excited about this one. To be honest with you, if I could argue this question, I would. I I want to, but I just have to sit back here as the champion and listen to you guys. No pressure, guys. Champion present. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, we are going to be uh, using the coin to determine who is going to go first. I'm sorry. I do not have my action coin. It is off in the basement somewhere. Cover oh, you can flip it if you like. Absolutely. You got the action <laughs> coin right here. You can flip it. Please flip that coin. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, who, who calls this? Because AD got the first round. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I guess uh, Drew can be Boom. If you're going with that one. Yeah. If you want to call, you can tell me you want the Boom side here, or do you want the uh, fifth anniversary side? I'll do the fifth anniversary side. All right. Here we go. Mm -hmm. And it is the Boom side officially. So we are going to get the choice there from Justin, the Juice. All I'll go right. first. You want to go first? Okay. Please do the honor in reading our final question, Ben. Final question for tonight, and possibly the win. What competitor would most improve and succeed by joining the Finstock Exchange? I have to say, Ben, did uh, joining the Finstock Exchange like change you as a competitor? Well, you know, it's interesting that you asked that, Alex. I, I distinctly remember where I was. I was in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. I got the phone call from uh, got the phone call from Christian, and he said, "Hey, you know what? There's a thing I have in mind. I think you should join. You should join the Horseman." Um, this was before the exchange had a name, and I said, "Absolutely no way. There's never going to happen. I'm no. I'm never going to play on a team with Roca and Dan. That'll yep. never happen. I'm with I'm with Riley, and, and that's where I'm staying." And he said, "Trust me, it'll be the best thing for your career. Um, trust me. Just just think about it." And I told Andrew, and he said, "No way. Never. Never happened. You'll ne you should never do it." And uh, and after a few months, finally, kind of talked into it. And uh, since then, I it is. It is pretty pretty sweet in the Shmodan to be flanked by such great players. I mean, it's crazy that often in that equation, Mark Riley gets denigrated to the fourth best. And Mark Riley, in my opinion, is one of the greatest players that's ever played the game, um, which is a crazy, crazy place to be. Not to mention all the up-and-coming talent we have. We have a future Star Wars champ sitting here. Uh, we've obviously got the Barbarian. We have Sabrina. There's so many players that are incredible. So I think the answer to the question, it has been Shmodan life-changing. Um you know, and I've made great friends out of it, too. So, you know, I think, uh, I mean, I feel like that really kind of uh, summarizes a lot of our experience. This really helps make great friends across the board. All right. We got to go into our final question. Okay. So we're going to be starting with you, Justin. The coin did go in your favor. We'll be starting with you for the opening statement. You have one minute on the clock. Are you ready to give us your answer? I'm ready. Let's do it. Starting now. So with this question, it's not just about who can be improved by the Finstock Exchange, but who can improve the Finstock Exchange. Only one competitor solely under the guidance of the Finstock Exchange could lead them to what seems to be that unreachable belt, the Inner Geekdom belt. Who could bring them that belt? Saul. Saul had a fantastic debut with potential, but he's held back right now by Kate and the Den. Kate and the Den are young and experienced. Love them. They're great. But Saul needs a home of legends and veterans. Finstock Exchange already has singles and teams belt. They have a Star Wars contender, um, and they have the they need that inner geekdom, one inner geekdom person who could become a superstar. And Saul showed so much potential after that first match. Imagine Saul having guys like Barbarian, Ben Bateman, pouring into him. Also, 
he might not even need that because Saul has already proven to have fantastic mic skills and putting Saul next to Gucci to cut a promo, their opponent will probably just wet their pants and give up before it starts. I yield the rest of my time. Thank you. Oh gosh. Keeping Saul. it going. Saul, that is a very interesting pick, very risky pick, but gosh, darn it. I agree with you on a lot of those points uh, for sure. That might be the ballsiest pick. That might be the ballsiest. That might be the ballsiest pick I've ever heard on Tremobates. I got to say. Uh, if you asked me to submit 20 options, I don't even know if I would have picked Saul in 20. So there you go. I, I wonder Except if... The juice was loose. Juice <laughs> <laughs> All right, and over to Andrew. We got to know your pick. Who do you want as your faction mate? Who would help you improve? Um, who, who's like, who would help improve the faction overall? Um, you also have one minute on the clock. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, starting now. So I picked another ballsy pick, and it's hard to think of competitors outside my division. And uh, I'm going with the pure question, not like who will improve the faction, who will benefit, the players themselves. And I'm looking at Adam Witt. Now, the best thing that, that uh, Gucci has done for me, at least, is take look at my game and see where I need to improve the most. wasn't knowledge, and it wasn't, wasn't certain other places. It was slowing down. Taking, taking the questions as they come and looking at Adam Witt's uh, match with Molly Damon, he gets a little flustered. Those challenges, in my opinion, were passion challenges. And I think somebody like Gucci to come in and say, calm down a little bit. Let's take the game question by question. Let's focus in on what we need to do is be beneficial to a player like Adam. And Adam's not just a single uh, Star Wars player. He's a singles player. He's a team player. So everything that he learns from Gucci, he can take in within multiple divisions. So I think that's who would benefit. Not not improve the faction, but improve the individual player. And that's um, and what I'm saying. I'm, oh, potentially adding a Star Wars, another Star Wars competitor to your faction. Interesting pick. Oh, man. Mm. We got one super duper ballsy pick, um, you yeah. know, great pomos, everything, but he's only played one match with all the potential in the world, obviously, but also another competitor that has played in multiple leagues, but also a competitor that also would be, in theory, his own direct competition. So, ah. as Christian would, as Christian would so passionately correct you if he were here, Alex, divisions. He likes to he likes Vigils. to tell us he likes to he likes to yell at us. Uh, I yell at people I, about that all the time. <laughs> I, my, I, I mean, come on. <laughs> so I think it's I think they're two really interesting picks, Alex. And I and I guess my question to these two competitors is: so I really like the Adam Witt pick because I think Witt has shown some proficiency in singles and teams. Obviously, the exchange has great players, so you probably could pair him with a good player. Um, but obviously, you're bringing him over as a Star Wars competitor. Here's the thing, though: uh, really, truly. Is Adam Wick gonna have any chance, even if, even by improving, of actually taking that spot from you? That's what I need to know because I, I mean, I, I know Gucci drafted you, and I, I was all about drafting you, you know, with Gucci for a reason. Um, and so, is Adam Wick really the guy that, under the tutelage of Gucci, could potentially surpass you? Um, does he bring enough value in teams and singles to, to you know, make that pick worth it? And then on the Saul pick, Justin, because this is this is as ballsy a pick as I have heard. Um, what is it about Saul? One one match, one loss, did play well, went to the end against Brandon Hanna. What is it about Saul that convinces you from a knowledge perspective that this is a guy that's going to be able to actually hang with the, the Mike Kalinowski's and Kevin Smets and the Chandra the Chosens of the world? What is it? What have you seen from him as a player that convinces you he's going to be able to actually get the job done? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of 
really great points Ben just made. And absolutely. I don't like, I also am kind of curious how the chemistry would be, you know, with the faction, how would they actually fit in with, you know, like you said, there, I mean, the faction is a group of guys. I mean, it's a group of, I mean, uh, and Sabrina and, you know, a group of friends, like genuinely. So I kind of am curious to see how that chemistry would mesh with this really awesome group of people. Okay. So we are going to be going in to our final open debate. You guys have four minutes to really impress us with some fancy 25 cent words. Let's do it. You guys have four minutes starting now. You guys uh, asked me to bring up all the things that I was going to bring up. So here's the thing. Adam needs to be the main Star Wars focus on, or he needs to be the main Star Wars guy in whatever faction he's competing on. Bringing him onto a faction with already another Star Wars player, there that's that just seems pointless to me. The dungeon tried to do the dual IG thing. Look what happened to them. Um, the, the FinSock Exchange needs to put all of their fins, their Star Wars focus into one player for one person can get the belt. FinSock Exchange already has too many singles and teams players also to add another player. Wit's a great dude. He's a great leader. Kaiser kept him out of the tournament to help train. Wit loves that casual dudes talk in movies. He's not going to want to join the well-oiled heavy training machine that is the Finsock Exchange. Wit wants to work at a video store, not a factory. So we're, speak we're speaking hypotheticals, obviously. And hypothetically speaking, not all of us are going to be here next year. It's, it's a hard truth. We only get to pit, you only get to protect three players. Who knows who those three players are, are going to be? Is it going to be me? Is it going to be Ben? Is it going to be Barbarian? The, the team will shift next year. That's, there's, no, there's no doubt about that. So again, hypothetically speaking, if I'm not available and you can't pick up any other players with shows some potential. He just needs to grease the wheels here and there. And and then I, I uh, chose wit because I took the question a little too literally like what, who, what player would improve, not improve the faction, but what player would be improved the most. And I think that wit would benefit having a manager like, um, like a uh, Gucci because Dagnino doesn't seem to get what Adam needs. And knowing Gucci from experience, he knew exactly what I needed. And I think that bringing in, bringing on somebody like what he might be able to help improve those aspects that he needs to improve on. So you said Dagnino. I think you meant Kaiser. I think Kaiser and Gucci have yeah. very yeah, sorry. Uh, similar managing styles. Gucci's obviously much better, but there's not going to be that much craziness just on Gucci himself. Finsock Exchange is much more than Gucci. Gucci brings the aura. He brings it all together, but it's all of the other competitors that are in it. And I know there's the hypothetical thing. We don't know who's going to be on the exchange. I'm taking it as the on the team right now because that's what we know what the exchange will be. Who knows what the exchange will look like in a few months. But I think that Saul is perfect because there's not going to be many inner geekdom players that, that, uh, that the FinSight Exchange is going to be able to pick up um, without trading some big things for us. And Saul is, you talk about improving. Saul had one match that he lost. He has only can go up. He has so much that he could improve. He can improve. He could succeed. Um, Wit is gonna would get lost in the shuffle of the Finstock Exchange. He's a good player. He'd get forgotten. There's no room for him. The faction has already has potentially three teams, six singles player, a Star Wars player. He'd be left out of every tournament. Um, there's, yeah, there's not really, there's not a place for him. Yeah, so you, you, so say we are the same team next year or whatever, and the Star Wars team comes up. So benefiting from two Star Wars players, say well, like I have that belt before the next Star Wars tournament. Oh, we need a Star Wars competitor. Andrew can't compete in the tournament. He's uh, He has the belt. 
Adam Witt, put, put plug him in. So he'll be able to. I think he'll be able to improve. He won't necessarily to succeed. I mean, it's going to mm -hmm. take a lot just for you to get to that point where you get the belt. As far Is as it? time, does it? It might. Does, it do I need that much improvement to get that belt? It took. Kevin Smets eight months before he finally got a uh, a championship match. You never I know. I'm not saying I'm not saying you I'm not saying you need improvement. Yeah, so did he. I'm not saying you need improvement. I'm just saying you you'll need time to get there. He there's got to be so much that he would have to go for for him. Saul would be set up for success right from the get go. And no other players. I'm actually just more impressed that you actually let me finish the time rather than yield. <laughs> All right. So we are going to be going into our closing statements here in a minute, but that was a pretty solid debate overall. And I'm not going to lie. I'm actually really impressed with uh, Justin overall. I mean, hearing a saw, I was like, eh, really? Oh my gosh. what? But at the same time, hearing all those arguments, I was like, you know what? I can see this. I can see this potentially happening really well. And I can see Saul and, uh, you know, working well and being a part of the exchange. But also Adam Witt, you know, he's such a really great, you know, multifaceted competitor. He can pretty much, you can put him wherever, you know, you just need an extra player as well. What are your some of your big takeaways, Ben? Well, I actually, you know, I'm going to tell you, to be honest with you, in our group chat here with our guest judge, uh, the first thing I wrote, uh, I said, look, no way Saul wins this. I think it's I think it's a landslide from the second of the round starts. By the by the time the second round had started here, uh, I started to kind of change my tune a little bit because I have to say the idea that look, I'm going to be honest, if I was arguing for this question, if it was if it was me in your shoes, my pick would have been literally any player because it's the greatest faction of all time and Gucci's the greatest manager ever to live. Literally anyone. Uh, that's what I would have said. And I would have made an argument for like, I would have made like 10, 10 examples because that's just what I would have done because I believe it's true. But here's the thing. I think Adam Witt, the, honestly, he's above average in several areas, but he so is like 30 other people. And every one of those people with this, the exact same thing would happen. They'd get lost in the shuffle. So I think that's a really tough point to argue against is that I, I believe you will be the champion, Andrew. So if it was this season or next season, he's not going to really get a shot. The only thing that you said that really stuck with me there was that if you're the champion and there's a second Star Wars competitor needing to play in a tournament, that's where you could use Adam Whip. But I think it's hard to make an argument for him somewhere else. Now, as far as Saul goes, he does have Mike skills, pairing him with Gucci. And I think he's a big personality that if you put him with high profile players and give him a lot of screen time, maybe he does grow as a player quite a bit. Um, I think that, you know, currently I'd give the edge to you, Justin. I think those are my big takeaways from the match. Um, I do really need to kind of understand what it is about wit that's going to make him stand out and actually have a place in the faction with so much talent around him. And as far as Saul goes, he's kind of an abrasive dude sometimes. And uh, there's a lot of big a type personalities in the exchange. John Roca, myself, you got Gucci, um, very opinionated people that are the best at what they do. Is he going to be able to fit in around that with the attitude that he has, mm -hmm. or is he going to get his feathers ruffled and, and, and quit and walk off? How do you answer that? Those are my questions. Absolutely. Not to mention, I, I can't help it. Adam was my favorite competitors right now. <laughs> he doesn't play that much, but every time I see he's on screen, I'm like, he's such a delight. He is such like, he's one of those personalities. He glows when he's on screen. He's phenomenal. Okay. I hate I have to argue against him. He's amazing. He is fantastic. I mean, come on. He'd be playing along with you with that like guitar thing situation, guitar piano situation, if he could. Okay. We are going to be going into our final round. And guys, let's uh, impress us and really solidify these votes with our ghost judge 
and with Ben. Um, we are going to be starting with Justin since uh, the coin was in your favor. Are you ready for your final closing statement? Like always, juice is loose. All right. Juice is loose indeed. Starting right now. I do think Saul would fit very well in the exchange because he is extremely hungry. He's not going to get that focus and support and people texting him questions and whatnot while he's in the den. It's We have to think about this also. I'm also taking this question literally. Who would most improve and succeed? Saul is right now, he's at the bottom. He's the last person you could pick. He could even a few matches of him winning next year and he would be improved pretty well. But I do think he would succeed also. I think he would be able to get be a contender, be a potential champion with the study. Imagine the barbarian just pouring just months into him, texting him questions, getting him ready. He wouldn't be able to get that at the den. And Wit, I don't think Wit, Wit just loves the vibe of the dungeon so much. Seeing him um, on this show, seeing him talk to the other guys on backstage, he just has so much fun being that dude talks about movies. He doesn't want to be the guy that's constantly training. He wants to work in a video store oh on a factory. God. He wants to work in a video store, not a factory. Alex, we've heard the line twice. Is that line going to seal it up? I don't know. I want to hear what Andrew Milanta has to say. All right. This is going to be your final uh, closing a statement of the day, closing argument, closing statement of the day. Are Andrew, are you ready? Sure. All right. Sure, indeed. Starting right now. So, as far as like how would he fit in the in the in the exchange? I mean, the exchange already has some like already like like a, like really big personalities and like just intense personalities. That's the word I was looking for. We need some like some have some of the like, Adam Wit just to liven the air, just to have fun because he's a fun dude. He's fun on air. He's fun to talk to. Even though I've only said like two words to him in passing, but he's a fun dude. And I think that would be that'd be great to have in the in the exchanges. Have somebody lighten the mood a bit because I'm so serious. You know, Roke is so serious all the time. But as far as improving, improving in this area, in Star Wars, he's 0-2. There's somebody else here that was 0-2 in the Star Wars division and ended up coming back pretty pretty heavily. So I, I think the fact that having him, and if we're both on the, the, the exchange at the same time, we'll both be able to spar all the time and be able to improve each other. So I think that's a big benefit to have somebody like that come into the exchange and just live in the air and have everybody have fun sometimes because we're so intense time that's true serious people you know need a serious people out. serious people need, need, need to laugh sometimes need to chill mellow out a little bit you know and thank you for correcting me austin um it's called a guitar yeah. that's a joke but that apparently it's, that's like the, is that the really the name yeah, it's sweet. They're they're sweet, oh, yeah. sweet, sweet. They're sweet, ironic instruments played heavily by Journey in the video for uh, Separate Ways, which is one yeah, of the all-time great, the violin, ridiculous so. music oh, yeah. videos. Yeah, uh, Ben, I'm just waiting for you to list like your top ten most iconic music videos of all time. Just waiting for you. Uh, just okay, they're they're pretty much all in the '80s, other than Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls, because him in the clock tower is like one of the all-time shots in a music video. Uh, yeah. But all the rest of them are '80s videos. Like these three of them by Motley Crue, uh, definitely. Huh. Definitely, the definitely separate ways is probably the that's like that might be like the greatest music video of all time. That's the one where they all turn their heads at the same time. It's it's amazing. It's so great. I mean, like I love music videos. Music videos. I I'm so sad. I kind of wish they were like more. I don't want to say they're uh, with because they obviously they are. You know. Um, uh, they are super popular, but they're not like on the same level they used to be. And, you know, it's like, I'm kind of hoping with most recent 
Cardi B music, uh, music video. I know. They, I agree. They've kind of fallen off a little bit. But I mean, if you go back and look at some of the classics, I think Take On Me by AHA with the hand drawing, that's like an all-timer. Oh, that's an amazing so one. Toxic by Britney Spears, where she's like in the sparkles. That's an amazing mm -hmm. one. Uh, okay. There's a lot of really good ones, but yeah, definitely uh, some of the some of the '80s ones are really offensive, like Motley Crue, like 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 a like like leading women into pens. It's like should never be shown on television again. But it's also ironically horrible to watch. So you could you could point to that if you wanted. Yeah, yeah, this it's just like watching any John Hughes movie, like from like Candles, mm. where you watch them and you're not watching it be like to be like a, this is a good movie. You're watching it because this is a learning experience yeah. <laughs> to of what exactly. not to do. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. This For is the sure. same guitar Ryan Gosling uses in La La Land when he's playing like. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's on the cover band. It's the same. I ran. Oh, Bon Jovi yeah. plays a glory. Sorry, you got me started. Now, and he's, he's there's like a big TV screen and he's up there. And <laughs> it, music from Young Guns from Young Guns 2. That's amazing. <laughs> well, speaking of amazing guitar players, Jake, my dude, totally a secret guitar player. It's actually, he just posted in the chat, you know, the link to go vote. You guys, um, we are going to be actually having Ben and our ghost judge. He's going to be appearing shortly. They're going to be let me let me know real quickly who they think is going to be the winner of this final round. I'm just going to go ahead and double check. Okay, yeah, we're, we're we're in agreement. Yes, I just double checked and totally are in agreement. So you guys just want to dive into it real quickly. And also just want to mention no one used their 30 seconds of extra time rule. Just want to point that oh, out. Oh yeah, you got the 30 seconds. When Bibbs and I did it, it was literally just it was literally just to like mess with each other. So you know it's a good so it's a good move. All good. It's all good. All right. No pun intended, but it's all good, you know. All right. We are just gonna go ahead and uh, just go ahead and announce it. And our winner for the first question being which exchange single competitor is most likely to get you the final round winning two out of three votes with in favor of Andrew and moving on to the second question from this season what is a bit best match that Gucci has managed and so I encourage you to kind of talk about your personal experiences promos challenges etc we are going to be, oh, thank you for letting me know, Jake. We're actually going to be moving on to the third one. That was my bad. I apologize um, for the third question. That was my bad. Um, what competitor would most improve and succeed by joining the exchange in favor of Justin scoring two out of three votes? The Saul pick was a heavy pick. I got to say, you swung me. That was that was crazy. Mm -hmm. I can't believe you. It's competitor 21 plus and you managed to get it. You managed to get it mm -hmm. done. I could have kept arguing that for like 50 more minutes. <laughs> oh, great. Paul's pretty wonderful. Also, Adam. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I love him so much. He's wonderful. Um, so good. Um, but going back to question number two from the season, what is the best match that Gucci has managed? Promos, challenges, personal experiences, etc. Winning two out. Sorry, three out of the three votes. It is. Andrew Delanta, you had three arguments today. Congratulations! Thank you. Yes. I'm Congrats, ready. AD. Get it done. <laughs> Love it. Love to see that. Love to see. I that. I couldn't have the Finsock Exchange lose. I had to take one for the team <laughs> and not do good on that argument. Well, you know, you know, speaking of Finsock Exchange and everything, I'm just mm -hmm. going to go ahead and bring in our ghost judge real quickly. Um, the mysterious ghost judge. 
whenever he's okay with, you know. Ghost Judge, he's oh. wearing a shirt. Oh, sort of. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. Are, are you like the new, are you auditioning for The Shadow or something? I'm uh, Count, Count, Count Gucci over here. What are you I'm showing I'm on Count, here? I'm Count Gucci verse. Um, look, sticks and stones may break my bones, but uh, other factions can't fade us. It doesn't work that way. Uh, there were some really good debates here. Mm -hmm. Some really tough debates. Uh, the first one, uh, Andrew won by, by a hair. I mean, it was dangerously close. Um, I, I agree with, you know, the second one as well. Uh, you know, well, the first one was the Barbarian Roca, right? Was that yes. the first one? Yes. Mm -hmm. Very, very close. But the, uh, the ultimate deciding factor was experience at this point. You know, and I think really, honestly, that's what it came down to. Both arguments were fantastic, in my opinion, mm -hmm. and Ben's. Um, and it was dangerously close. Uh, we was. swayed with the experience at the end, and that's pretty much the way it went. Uh, Barbarian I think does, I would, I would, I would, hard. I would add to that, Gucci. Mm -hmm. I would just add to that really quickly before you move on from it, that I think we both are in agreement that if the Barbarian makes the final round and Roka doesn't, I won't be surprised. It, it, it's not going to oh. surprise me. It's I just true. think that if it's a 50-50 bet and I've got a bet on one, it has to be experienced because Roka, look, I know how hard it is to be a one-time champ. Roka's yeah. a four-time champ. He's a yeah. four-time freaking champion. That's so hard to do. So you got to bet on the guy who's got the four titles. Yeah, and Barbarian's uh, path to to the championship is is not easy as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you know if he, if he gets to the second, he has to beat Seabolt first. Then he's got to beat uh, you know Bibiani. Yeah, then yeah. he's got to possibly beat uh, Chance or whoever else. I mean, there's a lot of people in that in that bracket. It's a very tough bracket. But if anybody can do it, it's the Barbarian, and we all know that. But I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Slight, I don't mean slight slight edge to Roca just because of experience alone. He's a belt. He's a belt holder a couple of times over, you know? Yeah. And also remember, remember Gucci, it is possible. I mean, it is possible. We saw James oh, yeah. White play well enough today. James White could beat Bibiani. It's possible, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. It totally can happen. I mean, <clears throat> the way I see it. And then, you know, the second question, I really do believe, yes, Andrew, you know, as we, you know, you didn't really need any help as a, as a, as a, as a competitor answer, answering the questions. There's no question about that. And what we did work on was timing and slowing the process down. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess what Juice saw there, it was the, you could have been rattled at that point and it could have, mm -hmm. you know, uh, made you slip back into that kind of like mode you were, you know, in the first couple of matches, which is totally a legitimate point. There's no question about that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know, it was Barbarian's first IG match. Okay against Lavic, who has played champions. I and mean, yes, you know, he got his clock clean against Smets. He just wasn't ready. Uh, but we know he, I mean, he basically uh, works for the MCU. So if we, if we talked beforehand, if he does, if, if, if Barbarian rolls MCU, I'm like, how good are you in this? He's like, not great, but Lavic is. So getting it there and taking it off the board and not putting Barbarian in a, you know, in a, pr a predicament where he has to answer his two, three, and five first, or going in, going in, uh, you know, not having the lead into the third round, which I think was huge in that match for sure, you know. And but I, I agree with both points here. Though we thought Andrew was a, had a little more uh, zest to him on that and a little more conviction in it, and that's why that went that way. Third round, mm -hmm. uh, Adam Witt is is a is a pure dungeon guy, you know, or a quirky Merc character. I don't know if I would see him on the exchange. 
Uh, very funny guy. I've had him on the show, the Gucci verse a couple of times. He's a really interesting person. Uh, I didn't really know Saul from a hole in the wall, except for calling in, a, you know, to collateral live and a couple of other things. But now that I've gotten to know him a little bit and see what he says, he's definitely exchanged material. And, you know, we're, we're looking for, we were looking for IG players. If I knew Saul had that kind of charisma, I would have totally went after him on, uh, in, in the draft or not the draft, the, uh, you know, the free agent. So yes, he definitely could have made made a splash, and I think he played a great game, you know. Uh, and him against, uh, you know, whatever his name is, that other Yahoo, uh, Hannah, uh, it made for great TV. And what we like to have on the Finstock Exchange is, you know, no boredom. Everybody comes to play, and uh, Saul was must see TV for that that uh, that match, and so was Hannah. And uh, must see TV is uh, you know code name for the Finstock Exchange. And that's and that's for sure, and that's why we we gave you that uh, <laughs> that nod there, Justin. That was for sure. It would have been different. If I picked Molly Damon. <laughs> I mean, maybe you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. Hey, what's that I, shirt? Is that the Pizza USA shirt? I custom made. I made this. Um, oh, Jesus, I was about for, to say for, uh, it was. It was. Uh, <laughs> I didn't make it just to wear it for this. I I made it. Uh, my uh, I was doing a like a short film with my family. And so nice. I wrote in the Pizza USA story into it um, <laughs> nice. that you basically just line from line what you said when you called Perfect. in to Perfect. SEN. And so I'm like playing a character that allegedly works at Pizza USA. But then when a guy goes to check out Pizza USA, there's nobody there. Or it's like <laughs> random guys in there. It's a great so, story. It's a true story. It's too. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Good job, um, guys. I am kind of curious after hearing some of these arguments, is there anyone you're kind of curious to, uh, or you could see potential as exchange infection material? Uh, pretty much. What, what do you mean out of anybody? Is there anyone um, that you feel like has uh, exchange uh, potential essentially? Oh yeah, for sure. There's a couple of people out there that I think mm -hmm. would have been really good for the exchange. Um, I'm not going to name any names because I think the people we have here are fantastic, but yeah. I, and supposed that I want to, you know, give people, you know, free agents are coming up and a bunch of other things when at the end of the year, I don't want anybody to know, uh, you know, what tricks I have up my, uh, luxurious Dracula coat. I mean, yeah, you had, uh, you had very strategic draft moves, Gucci, you know, a lot of value there with your fifth round, your sixth round pick, mm -hmm. um, some value in your fourth round pick as well. Small shot. Um, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, but I, but I think uh, I, I think you're going to keep your eyes on the on the draft again. It's it's a sad day that we're going to have to see some of this some of this faction break up. Look, the truth of the matter is, who knows if I'll even be here next year? There's too much there's too much talent on the thing, right? It's up it's up to you. You got to make that you got to make the choice and go after the three people you're going to want, and uh, and that's going to be a tough decision for you to make. So uh, I think you know there's a lot of great players out there. The one thing I do want everybody who's watching to remember, and this is something I think a lot of people haven't taken total responsibility for, it's not like it's not like that every faction is going to keep their three and then everybody who's left in the draft is going to be garbage and nobody will be able to get any of the players that were on their faction. I think mm -hmm. it's more likely Gucci. If you wanted to keep your three, you'll probably be able to get two more former exchange people with your first two picks in the draft would be my guess. Yes. It not depends even a question. what happens. Depends what happens. But I think most factions will be able to put most of their roster, the front half of their roster back together if they want to. And so I, I do think, you know, there's a chance for the exchange to, to live on a little closer to what it is now. It's just, you know, no, nobody's getting John Roca in the fourth round this year. That's not happening. That's not going to happen. No, not <laughs> at all. And I agree with you. I, I think, you know, there's also trades, you know, obviously there'll be a, probably a, you know, a snake draft. I'm assuming uh, we'll probably get the last pick because we're going to finish first. 
you know, there's a lot of people making waves right now. There's a lot of other factions out there that are playing really, really well. But like I said, the Finstock Exchange is a, a when, when the smoke clears type faction. And when the smoke clears, we'll be at the top of the mountain waving the flag. Do we know when the trade, do we know when the trade deadline is? Does, has that been announced? It's over. It was uh, August 1st. Oh, okay. The trade deadline's passed. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Um, real quickly, kind of going over to the chat, um, I do want to bring up a, a a super chat. Thank you so much to Movie Finobi. Hope you're smoking hey. lively. Just showing some love for Alex and Andrew. Can the belt holder be unbiased? JK. Hi, Ben. I think Danny wants that belt. <laughs> Shout out to the best Jake <laughs> there is. Steve. Thank you so much, Steve. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, how does that belt feel? Is it heavy for you? Ben? Feels really good. It's kept a nice, nice and warm, comfortable spot on my shoulder. Alex, can you tell me who potentially who's going to be in my wake here? Uh, who, who, who am I going to have to uh, potentially play? Uh, you know, what's what's the bracket look like? What, who, 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 what's the path back to this? Well, it's it is actually funny you say that. Here, um, here starting in the fall and around. Uh, I was thinking in late September, October, we're going to be starting a whole other you know bracket of Schmobat uh, Schmobat uh, tournament winners, all that good stuff. So if someone's something you're pretty interested in, please let me know. I'd love to have you guys on board. Um, so yeah, we're going to be starting that here in the next few weeks. We are going to be doing. Uh, we are going to be continuing with like faction specific debates um, for the next few months until we wrap until then we wrap that up and then we're going to be moving along into that tournament. So it's going to be so much fun. Oh my gosh. And, Gucci, are you um, ever gonna? Are you ever gonna debate? Are you ever gonna? I guess. I guess this would have been the Gucci. This would have been the the the, the TFE debate. So, yeah, I'll throw my hat into the ring. I mean, you know, when I studied over in uh, Oxford, you know, I was the captain of the debate team, you know, for six I months. Thought, I thought you went to Juilliard. Well, that was after that was after Juilliard. Oh, I mean, you mean no competition, right? Because uh, Gucci only spits facts, not opinions. Yeah, that's true. That's one hundred percent the truth. You know, <laughs> it's facts. I've won uh, four PLD in the chat here. I know you're undefeated, Paul. I know you're undefeated. Go back to your cave. He's won once. <laughs> Still undefeated. <laughs> it is undefeated. <laughs> so is Brett Sheridan. So, you know. Get out of here. Just technically, technically, he's won once and he's undefeated. So, Brett was my understudy. So, you know. All right, you guys. Uh, thank you so much for everyone, not only in the chat, uh, everyone that's playing along. I really appreciate it. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and go around and just kind of uh, wrap up and say where everyone, everyone can be found. We starting with you, Ben. You have a million and one amazing things you're doing. So can you let us know what you're, uh, we can find you? Thanks, Alex. Yeah, I mean, you guys, a lot of you guys probably already know about Action Industries. We do a lot of fun stuff on there. You know, we're doing a, a watch along tomorrow night for patrons on the Silence of the Lambs. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, we've got another episode of, uh, you know, Action Unfiltered Friday. And then, of course, the Action Guys Sunday. And I have my own thing I've been doing called Nerds and Suits, which uh, this week I'll have Mark and Opic as my guest on, on Friday. So that should be cool. Mm -hmm. And if you guys are interested at all, um, I have been streaming a lot of Magic the Gathering and Twitch or uh, Magic and Music over on my Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash Ben Bateman streaming. That's like I've been on it a lot. Sometimes you'll catch me at like 1 a.m. like hammered, just yelling at the computer when I lose like a close match, which is ridiculous, but also is kind of fun. So go go follow twitch.tv slash Ben Bateman streaming. Mm -hmm. It's so you good. Might, and you might get lucky. He just might leave his computer on the whole night. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, a, real, that's like, a real. Well, if I'm like sleeping on the desk, like good drool. No, no, no. He's not. He's Alex. You know, he's not kidding, right? That was the thing that happened last week. No, I streamed, I streamed my living room live 
with with mic and camera on this exact angle of my living room all night. I forgot to turn it off. And I like lay down on the couch over here and I like had an hour long conversation on the phone and then I went to bed. Luckily, like nothing horrible happened. It, there was yeah. so many, there were so many ways it could have gone wrong. Too Drew many. called me the next day and he was like, he was like, dude, I just thinking about it makes me so uncomfortable for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the greatest IRL stream ever. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was terrifying. It was that is like low key ed TV material right there. That's terrifying. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Nice little pull. Um, and over to Justin the Juice. What are you making? What are you doing, my dude? Can we get like a hero solo or anything coming in from you? Ooh, real quick? I don't know about that. Um, mm -hmm. If uh, yeah, you can, you don't have to follow me on Twitter. I don't really go on there that much. But uh, if you want to check out me, tickle a couple ivories. On it's not even on. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> if you want to hear me tickle a couple ivories <laughs> on the guitar, just type in Justin the Juice in the YouTube channel. Give it a give it a check. I don't. Not that big a deal. Um, also, want to just say, Andrew, it was an honor. Oh yeah, they go you. go up against you. And I saw you were the competitor I was competing against. So I was like, oh boy, <laughs> we're in for a good one. But uh, but yeah, no, thank you. This was an awesome opportunity. I never thought I'd be doing something like this. So thank you so much, Alex, and everyone for for the support. I'm just glad I got to win one. You did a great job. Mm -hmm. Crushed. Okay, fantastic. I can't believe you converted me to really pulling for Saul at some point. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Aggressive. I never thought that would happen. All right. And over to Andrew, you're doing so many amazing things. You're uh, part one of one of my favorite uh, Schmodown podcasts right now. So mm -hmm. sorry, Schmodown rundown. But <laughs> yeah, so you, yeah, you should, you can find me on Twitter and, and Twitch uh, at Drew DiMalanta, D-I-M-A-L-A-N-T-A. I have to spell that every time. Uh, on YouTube hey, at Andrew. Andrew yeah. <laughs> 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 on YouTube for um, our weekly shows Beyond the Shmodan every Mondays and uh, our Star Wars show Going Rogue every Fridays. Uh, find that at uh, youtube.com forward slash Andrew and Nikki. And also the same on Patreon. Become a member of the Squadron. Uh, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash Andrew and Nikki. When we reach 50, we're going to start another podcast i don't know why we want to try to do that being parents just yet but uh yeah so when we hit 50 50 uh patrons we're going to start a, just a general discussion podcast talking about anything and everything on um, just whatever comes to our brains but yeah so you can find me um doing all that stuff there and podcast number 52 coming in hot i'm excited to listen potentially in the near future That's and nice. last but uh definitely not least count chocula where can we find you <laughs> I am well. My tan I'm starting to look Spanish. Uh, you know, um, obviously the Gucci verse. You know, we're doing big things over there. We have a show coming on in another half hour called uh, As Gucci. Uh, we have uh, Rachel uh, Silvestrini on it. Dwayne Burke, the homeboy mm -hmm. Larry Payne. We uh, we're, we run some interesting stuff over there. And uh, Friday nights we have Late Night with Gucci and Kaiser. Saturday we run the Gucci verse. Then we're popping up everywhere, man. We're trying to get, you know, getting us to a thousand subscribers over on YouTube so we can make some uh, super chats and do some really cool stuff. So if anybody who hasn't subscribed over there, pop on that and do that. Uh, we're putting out some different contact for people, you know, uh, we give it's all real talk. It's all fun. It's, it, you know, and everybody loves each other. And, you know, you get into dive into people's personalities that you see on a daily basis, talking about movies, not talking about movies. And that's something we wanted to do with the channel. And I think that's what we're doing over there. So, yeah. And, you know, at Bobby and the Juice on uh, Twitter, or at Bob Finstock on pretty much everything else, you know, just doing it, rocking and rolling, catching me on the showdown pretty much every single day this week as well. And uh, let's go. Let's go Dan Murrow on Friday. Let's get that. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? 
Absolutely. It's going to be such a great match overall. Yeah. I do want to give a quick shout out to Jake um, as well. He's been doing a lot of stuff in the background. We appreciate you so much, my dude, for, you know, not only making thumbnails, but like posting the links and all that good stuff. Everything is in the chat by the, uh, everything, all these links, you know, for, you know, um, you know, beyond the Schmodown, uh, you know, Gucci verse, you know, the Twitch for Andrew Del uh, Delanta, you know, all that good stuff. Everything is in the description box below. So definitely, you know, uh, click away way and check all those out you guys um i'm alex Mac, part of the cold action crew you can find me on twitter at real alex mac rates there um i uh post a show called cinema bias on tuesdays where we dive into a movie that really kind of challenges both drew and i and that's a movie that one of us hasn't seen we're going to be diving into we just dive into akira um we are going to be diving into uh peewee's big adventure <sighs> yeah <laughs> Oh, no. It's my favorite. <laughs> I, I hate that movie so much. You hate it? Oh my gosh, I hated it. Oh, <laughs> that movie gives me such anxiety. <laughs> I was the entire time I was literally, I was like pulling my grandma, like, mm, oh, Jack. Nope, nope, nope. Mm -mm. No dice. <laughs> mm -mm. Oh, Jack. No, 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 no. No. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, so yeah, so but you can find me there. Also, mornings with mornings with the outlaw with Roka Tuesdays and Thursdays. We kind of dive into a bunch of movie news right before sun, so uh, at CN, so it's a real fun time. Um, but yeah, that's everything, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate you. And come hang out with us next week on next week of Schmobates, where we are going to be diving into the faction swag. So it's going to nice. be a real fun time. Oh, yeah. It's going to get intense. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night and stay safe. And we'll ask. Bye. Bye, guys. Yep, yep. <laughs>